to The Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Morning, everybody. Nine minutes after nine o'clock. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, got a little bit of a different program today. We will be taking phone calls as always, uh, but uh, today what we're doing is uh, we, we're, I'm, I'm bringing in some restaurant owners uh, from from in town here who, uh, of course, got the the rough news that their dining rooms would not be allowed to be open uh, last week. Uh, they're doing their best to keep things going. So I've got uh, four different restaurant owners coming in. Also, if you uh, own a restaurant and want to call and participate and be a part of things, we'd love to hear from you, too, 673-5890. Let's start with Jack Lancaster. Jack is the owner, uh, co-owner with his wife of Angelica's Mexican Grill. Good morning. Uh, thank you, Jack, for coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Looking sharp today. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually at your restaurant uh, about a week ago, was it, that the governor made the announcement that they were going to close dining rooms? You, the rumors mm-hmm. had been going around, and then and then the, it came right across the wire there. Uh, what was your first reaction to that, Jack? Well, you know, we're just trying to do what's best um, for everybody. Um, it, it's it's always disappointing when you can't serve your uh, customers in the way that you're that you're used to doing it, and um, uh, you know. We're just doing the best we can. You know, it, it's it's sad. Uh, we've had to lay off our um, uh, I don't know. We've had to lay off our dishwashing people because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we're so slow that when when we're between customers, you know, our regular staff can go back and catch up on the dishes, and it's it's not like we have to. So we've already had to lay off about five people. Hmm, that's rough. Yeah. That's and right. we're cutting back hours for other bunch of. Other I know people. you're you're an owner who with with heart you you do not mm-hmm. like to do that. I no. know it, it breaks your heart to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It does. We we have really good people. Uh, uh, they help us make us who we are, mm-hmm. and so uh, we're just doing our best. We're we're trying to spread the burden around as far as cutting back hours because instead of having three or four uh, cooks on a shift at a time, we're cutting it back to two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same with the front help because they're you know our business is off about half we're, uh, or more than half, and um, you know we're fortunate that we're having the business that we get, you know, and we're very yeah. very, very thankful for it. By the way, Angelica's is right there on the boulevard at 101 East. Uh, you've probably driven by it. If you haven't noticed it, you've probably driven by it 100 times. And, yeah. and now you yeah. just look. When you go by 100 East, it's right there uh-huh. on the corner. That would be what? The east, south, uh, southeast Northeast corner? Northeast corner. corner. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. On, on 100 East there. But uh, you guys were kind of the it restaurant. Uh, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to use that in past tense. You are kind of the it restaurant right now. Very popular. Uh, in fact, uh, my my only frustration with Angelica's has been I can't find a parking spot yeah, for crying out, crying out loud. There's, you <laughs> fill up your lot and they fill up the street yeah, around we, the lot. We've been getting very, very busy uh, before all this stuff happened. Yeah, we had a lot of locals say, I'm so sorry, we just can't come in and stand in line for, and I understand. I mean, yeah. on these busy springtime weekends when a lot of folks from the Salt Lake area come down, uh, we, we've been discovered by those guys. And so they come down and they hit us pretty hard on Friday and Saturday nights. Do you feel like uh, there's been less travelers then and, and oh, yeah. that we're not going to have people yeah. coming down? Yeah. I, last weekend, it was quite a bit off, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens this weekend. But I think there are fewer travelers. The hotels are suffering as well. You know, yeah. And now we've had several doctors on the program, mm-hmm. and and one of the myths I always bring up to them is that, well, you're gonna, you know, people are saying you can catch it by by handling uh, something that uh, you know maybe you go to a restaurant, you get a carry out food, and somebody who might have the disease touches it, and mm-hmm. and uh, for the most part, all the doctors are like, well, that that's not how it works. Number mm-hmm. one, and number two, uh, 
if if you ingest something uh, like food, mm-hmm. uh, your stomach acids kill whatever viruses or, or bacteria mm-hmm. would be in there anyway. But still, people are concerned, Jack. What are the steps that you guys are taking to make sure that there's no chance that this bacteria will, yeah, will uh, translate? You. Well, first of all, if anybody has any kind of symptoms on our staff, they don't come to work. Right. Uh, and, and, and if we're observing that with anybody, we send them home, which hasn't happened. And then... Uh, right now, we're, we're taking orders at the front door. So the, the new rules are you have to order electronically, like either phone it in mm-hmm. or do it. Uh, but we can't allow people inside the restaurant even to order. So I've set up a table in front of my front door. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can come up. You can uh, you can call it in from the parking lot or you can call it in from wherever. Or you can just walk up to the front door and, and give us your order. Uh, we don't even touch your – I've got a little uh, tablet. I don't even touch your card. You swipe your own card, and then I, I manipulate the tablet, and my mm-hmm. employees do, cool. to, uh, to if you want to leave a tip or what, your receipt, and, and then um, we do that. And then we prep everything inside. We've got all of our salsas already prepackaged. Normally, we have an open salsa bar, kind of right. like a buffet style, if you will. And we've got all that prepackaged and ready to go and sitting on ice and waiting. And so we just tell you what, how much salsas, or you tell us how much salsas you want, and, and we go. And with every takeout order, we uh, give you a complimentary uh, roll of toilet paper. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, what, what a great, crazy promotion. I actually, when I went in yesterday uh, to get my lunch there at Angelica's, uh, I didn't go in because I wasn't allowed to yeah. go in. But when I was in the parking lot, a sweet little girl came out. She had gloves on and everything and brought me my meal. And, and uh, it was a little bigger than I expected. I'm like, uh-huh. what, why is this bag so large? And I look inside, and there's a roll of toilet paper. Now, I had, I had read about your promotion. Uh-huh. I had forgotten about your promotion. Yeah. But son of a gun, if there wasn't a roll of toilet paper. And that's while there. supplies last. Now, we've got another order in for a bunch more, and, and our supplier has some. Um, and it's just something we're just letting you all know that we're all in this together and, and that we're not, uh, you know, we're all being affected. Let's just make the best of it. Uh, my staff writes funny little messages yesterday. She yeah, was I got writing, a nice note. Yeah. She was writing, you know, uh, when you do your business, think of us. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one I got. Yep. <laughs> and today in that vein, um, I've hired a bagpiper to play in the parking lot from noon to one today. So if you want to come out, don't get out of your car. I mean, you can get out of your car and order or call it in. But uh, stay in your car and enjoy the bagpipes, and you don't have to be eating. I'm not asking that. Just come in and, and, and enjoy it, but keep your social distance yeah. and, and uh, enjoy the show. Very good. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Uh, Angelica's Restaurant 101 East St. George Boulevard. Great to talk to you today. Uh, let's bring Tyler Hunsaker in. Tyler, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. How are you? The guy comes in with the deep voice, man. I love it. I love it. Good to talk. You were on last week, but let's talk a little bit, if, if we can, about uh, what this, what's happening is, is doing to uh, the restaurant business. Oh, this scenario is ever-changing. So what mm. we were talking about last week to this week, it's changed. You know? Yeah. We can't even, yeah. People can't even walk in to place an order. Right. We keep the doors locked. You give us a call. We run right out to you with a smiling face and a bag full of goodies, you know. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I, I went to a hash house a couple of days ago and picked up a to-go order, and Tyler and Nick both came out. And so the managers are out there giving me their – did you cook that too, by the way, Tyler? Oh, yeah. You know, nice. we're, we're, we're doing it all. Um, nice. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that we're in this position right now, um, but we're happy – to be able to still serve our local community and and still take care of everybody and and when this all you know passes we'll just jump right into regular business as normal and nice. you know it's it, it's interesting and different going from dine-in you know that was the bulk of our business to now takeout so we've adapted we've changed we've changed procedures also the um taking recommendations from the cdc and also mm-hmm. our governor um it's 
we're ever changing and we're not going away that's for sure did you when you first heard the edict from the governor that we were all dining rooms were going to be closed uh, what ran through your mind tyler what was i going to tell my staff yeah that was the first Mm. that was the first and foremost so i tried to prolong it as long as i could and then um you know the, the, I think we needed to react fast so that way they could get on employment as fast as possible um, to try to cover that gap so that way they didn't feel too much pressure. You know, we really love our employees and we really try to do everything to take care of them. So, um, you know, we, we can't wait to come back and we hope April 1st when they said, you know, the two weeks that mm-hmm. we can go back. So I'm still crossing my fingers for that date. When, you know, for as long as I I can remember, a special treat was going out to breakfast at a place like Hash House or Go-Go and going, sitting and being spoiled there and having a, I mean, you guys have these, these how big are your pancakes, like 18 inches or something like that? Yeah, medium uh, pizza, 14. Yeah, so it's, uh, so it's you know, it, to me it's like, oh man, how can they do that to us? But I understand, I mean, we need to take this very seriously. Uh, what other steps are you taking? Obviously, you don't have a drive-thru, so there, there's no drive-thru, but you guys are taking a bunch of steps to make sure that you can not only not pass on the disease but also still take care of people that love hash house um you know we are washing our hands constantly first and foremost and Mm -hmm. then anytime we take an order out we come right back in wash our hands we also sanitize the door Mm -hmm. uh, handles any high traffic areas but you know that was the major concern and that's why we closed it to people walking in is because You know, too, too many germs. That too, way, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're really just trying to limit and follow recommendations, you know. Um, with the social distancing and stuff, we we just really try to bring it right to you. And I know that might not be the best, but if if you'd like, we can always leave it for you. And you can always come and uh, grab it, too. So we, we have many different options, and we're, we prefer to take credit card as well. Mm-hmm. So we don't take cash or anything like that and uh you know we just take care of the guests i think is the the main key thing that we try to do when i when i called you the other day took care of everything over the phone paying and all that stuff all i had to do was drive up you guys handed me the stuff and it was it was go time it was awesome yeah you looked excited I'm it, sure you got a good nap after that, too, right? I did. And by the way, Hash House meals are so big. I had it uh, again for dinner last night, too, after having it for lunch uh, the day before last. Uh, last so that's, that's the point is we're driving <laughs> home value, right? Exactly. So, so spend exactly. and you get that value where you get two, three meals out of it. Hash House is going to be okay, though, right? We're going to make it through this thing. I'm still smiling, right? Awesome. Yeah. yeah All we'll right. Okay. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks Thank for coming you. on today. Take good care. to talk to you. All right. We've got uh, Wes from Little Caesars joining us in the house. How you doing, Wes? Great, Andy. How are you? Good. I appreciate you coming in today. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell a lie. I had some Little Caesars on Saturday, uh, <laughs> and actually, for the first time, I can remember. Now, there was years ago Little Caesars delivered, but then they yeah. stopped. Guy brought it to my house. That was really cool. Yeah, it's it's been really great uh, addition that we've had recently mm-hmm. uh, with our online digital format ordering. Right. Uh, it's a great convenience, and right now. It's a uh, it's a great uh, it's a great thing for our community to be able to do that. We have the pizza portal, so you can right. order online if you want to pick it up. You can walk you in. You don't have to have any interaction with any human at all. That's right. It's it's <laughs> great for right now. It really helps in the situation where people can come in and just grab their pizzas out of a warming box and and walk out or get the free delivery now mm-hmm. through uh, April fifth. We've extended that offer for free delivery. Um, and by the way, let me interrupt. I used to be a pizza delivery guy. 
tip your driver, please, folks. It's it's not required, but I I would recommend. I mean, the guy's you know he's going out of his way to get, yeah. bring you some food, to and, get and him a couple of bucks. And you know? all of the tips go straight to the drivers. That doesn't go anywhere else. So awesome. Now uh, the uh, the I the, the kind of the the word on the street is that. A lot of restaurants are suffering, but pizza's doing okay right now. Are you guys uh, up uptick or down? Well, down no, to? we're not. We're not where we were. Okay, but we haven't had to lay anybody off. Oh, we're, good. We're paying our good. bills. The community's very supportive. You know, I've I've been here doing Little Caesars for almost thirty-one years now. Wow. So we love the community, and they're really good to us, and we appreciate them. And uh, our employees are like family. We've got some second-generation employees, and oh, cool. it's fun. It's it's a good okay. place to be, and, and everybody's being real supportive. And, of course, we're like Tyler and the other food establishments in town that are trying to, to do their best to keep going. We're following all the health codes and being extra careful on our sanitizing and mm-hmm. using uh, precautionary measures as well. One thing that's a little different from Little Caesars, you guys, not, you know, they say close down the dining rooms. You guys actually never have had a dining room, so that, that part of it at least didn't affect you. Yeah, we run the pizzas through a 500-degree oven. We put it in a box and cut it and close it up, and so there's, there's very little interaction. It's takeout hmm. and delivery. It's very convenient. And I have to say... Uh, you know, back in high school, you know, I'm talking 80s, Little Caesars, oh, it, was, it was a piece of cardboard with some sauce on it. Little Caesars' menu has gotten better and better and better. The other day, got a thin crust, and I got a stuffed crust at Little Caesars. They were excellent. It was great pizza. Thank you. Yeah, we, just, we make our dough fresh every day, real cheese, mozzarella Munster, great toppings. Of course, our employees are great. Our community is even better. How long do you anticipate the free delivery part lasting? Because that, that was very enticing to me. Well, like I said, originally we started for a week, then extended it two, and then now three. Awesome. We'd like awesome. to be able to continue that. Of course, there's costs associated with that. I'm not sure how long a free delivery will go. But through April 5th, take advantage. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. He's West. How, how many Little Caesars do you have in New We have six here in southern Utah. Nice. Well, take advantage. Give them a call. Um, honestly, if you're worried about germs, uh, I know, Wes, you guys are taking incredible steps to make sure that there aren't any, any germs being passed. Correct. So uh, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Great Andy. to talk to you today. Well, that's Wes from Little Caesars Pizza. We've got a couple of other guests coming up as well. It's 925, 924 and a half right now on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Not sure if our next guest is ready or if we want to go- jump to the phone lines. Again, by the way, if you own a restaurant, yeah, come on in. Come on in and grab a seat. If you own a restaurant and would like to call and just talk about the steps that you're taking to make sure that uh, that uh, you guys can stay in business and that you're not transmitting germs, I'd love to hear from you today, 673 uh, We had a guest come on in uh, from Dickie's. I love Dickie's. Uh, I'm a barbecue guy. Uh, all right. See, he's already he's given me his car. Brad, thank you. I thought it was Brad. So somebody said, what's his name? And I said, Man, I wrote down Brad, but now I'm, I'm having second thoughts. Is it really Brad? But it is Brad. Brad Phillips from Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Now, uh, I asked Jack Lancaster this uh, about 20, 15 minutes ago. I said, what was your first reaction when word came down from the state that your dining room would have to close? Uh, mostly about my employees, to be yeah. honest. It's, you know, what do you do with these, these guys that you've worked so hard to find a decent, good staff and mm-hmm. to be able to just tell them, sorry, we don't have the hours at the moment. What was that uh, conversation like? Is it, hey, I have to do this, I don't want to do this, I have to do this, but we're going to have you back as soon as we can? Is that, that kind of what, how it went? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely rough. It's heart-wrenching because you, mm-hmm. you are taking money from people. 
Um, but when you're looking at just the, the alternative is, is you either close or you, you know, cut everybody's hours as, as deeply as possible. It, you know, everybody has to give, unfortunately. What's the process like? If I want to get some Dickie's barbecue, what, what's the process of getting it? And what have you guys done to ensure that, uh, that my food is safe? So absolutely. Um, so Dickie's barbecue, actually, you could go online and order at Dickie's.com and there's free delivery. Um, or you could go to DoorDash.com. We're we're one of the lucky ones though that does have a drive-through, so you can just mm-hmm. swing through. And, and and we're even doing for the truckers, for example, just walk up to our drive-through because you're cool. obviously not going to be able to fit through it. So we're, we're we're very fortunate to have a drive-through. Right off of a Bloomington exit down there, uh, Dickie's. Uh, I got to ask you about the ice cream, man. That's one of my favorite things is coming in and getting a cone while I, a free cone while I'm while I'm working on my barbecue. Uh, have you found a way to keep the ice cream going too? Uh, absolutely not, unfortunately. No? <laughs> uh, you know, the, sad, the saddest thing is before they actually closed the doors and said we were not allowed to dine in. Uh, we, you know, we had takeout orders. We could have people come in and and they were still able to get their ice cream and then leave, right? Right. Um, but the other day, right before they closed the doors, we took the self-service of anything away right and i had a little boy run in and he ran right up to the ice cream machine and literally just started crying i felt so <laughs> bad i'm like here's a cookie i'm so sorry you know that the ice cream it'll be back up i promise that's a little boy after my own my right. own heart there uh, brad um all right so dickie's located again uh, right off the of bloomington exit um what's the best way if we want to get some dickie's uh, go online and order dickies.com okay. um, absolutely or there's like a store finder there then that will give me to your location and all that <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, okay. uh, right off of exit 4 uh, we're in the Walmington, uh, Walmart excuse me Bloomington Walmart parking lot so sure. it's, it's not difficult to find us we're right there I uh, I uh, have to admit I've spent a few dollars at Dickies over the years. Uh, what's your favorite dish, Brad? Oh man, I'm brisket and ribs all the way. Brisket and ribs, I love it. I like the uh, what, what do you call them though? With the big big baked potato, the bakers. We and, call it, and, the bakers, yeah. And you put the meat in meat there and the it, cheese yep. and the tanglers and all this stuff. Oh cheese. yeah, so they're yeah. about the size of my forearm. Yeah, yeah, huge. Uh, so uh, you guys going to make it? Everything you, you're going to get through this? Absolutely. I mean, it's it, we're, we've been cut down a lot. All I can tell you guys is shop local. Yeah, support local for sure. You know, don't go out out of town to to get your favorite things. Stay local. Yeah, you know, well said. Even though I'm a franchise, I, we're still small business owners that own these franchises. Yeah. We're not just a giant group. You live here. Your employees Absolutely. live here. I live in Bloomington. So. Yeah, important to, to, yeah, just like you said, shop local and help support these businesses. All right, Brad, thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Appreciate it. You gave me some gift certificates, so we'll hand some Absolutely. of those out. Please hand those out and, you know, come by and see us. Awesome. Thank you, Brad Phillips from Dickie's Barbecue. Appreciate it, man. All right, let, let's take a quick break. We'll get our weather uh, update, and we will continue the show. Again, we're trying to support local today. If you've got a, a restaurant or a business, you're struggling, but uh, trying to keep open during this uh, scary, scary pandemic time, I'd love to hear from you, 673-5890. Welcome back to the program, and this is the Andy Griffin Show. Thanks for tuning in today. A couple of notes uh, by the way, thanks to all the restaurant owners that came in. And again, if you own a restaurant and someone you know you're trying to stay alive, we'd certainly love to promote you on this show. Let's go to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's up? Hey, Andy, this is Bud. How you doing? Bud, what's going on, my old friend? Not much. I miss you, man. Don't see you much anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, I, we moved away from the old neighborhood, but uh, we got to come back and see you for sure. How's Carol doing? Everything's good? Yeah, yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Cool. Hey, I was listening to your show. I was listening to your show this morning, and you're talking about supporting local restaurants. Yeah. And I thought I would let you. I thought 
you know something that um, my boss, my operations manager at Republic Services, has decided to do. What's that? Now, um, well, we're the trash company, mm-hmm. and so that, so you know, and we've got about fifty employees. Well, one of the things that he decided to do, he let us know yesterday, he is buying lunch for every one of us at either a takeout or a place once a week, and he is also buying. Uh, feeding our families twice a week wow. at a local takeout restaurant. And with 50 employees, I think that's uh, a lot of money that's going to help him you know, uh, go into the system here for local restaurants. That is really cool because not only is he taking care of his employees, but he's helping out in buying local. But that sounds incredible. What's this guy's name, by the way? He deserves some credit. Yeah, his name is... Um, <laughs> he's my boss. <laughs> the boss. His name is Boss, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the boss. Okay. Uh, Adam, Ke- Adam Kenner is his name. He's okay. the operations manager for Republic Services. Well, thank you, Adam, for, for doing that, uh, not only, like I said, for your employees, but also for to support local businesses here, bud. And, and I appreciate you calling, man, and telling us about it. That is really cool. Uh, you bet. Well, it's good talking to you again, Andy. It's been a while. I'll have to come over and uh, say hi. Yeah, come sit in the hot dog. Well, we'll have to stay six feet apart, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, bud. Good to All talk right, to you. Later. All right, see you later. Let's go back. Uh, let's go over to uh, line two. Seth, you're on. What's up, man? I represent three, uh, I, not directly, but uh, three restaurants are in my family. Uh, really? Um, my daughter is co-owner of uh, uh, Ernesto's, and my mm. wife is accounting for um, uh, two restaurants, Thai Benja. Oh, okay, Ben just died. Yeah, both good stuff. Operating and they're mm-hmm. do, they're following every procedure they can possibly do, and it's important. There are maybe a hundred people involved. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the suppliers and and the uh, all the stuff, the forks, the knives, the paper, the containers. All of these people are dependent upon. Uh, the support of our community, and uh, of course, these are people who live here. Right, right. Local okay. folks, now, local now support. Now, let me just offer one other item. We had a person mention just a minute ago about dirty money. Dirty money. Okay. Okay. It's got fentanyl and cocaine and yeah. who knows what's on the money along with maybe coronavirus, right? And they've been told uh, by the state not to use money. Right, use credit cards. Okay, and even credit cards are a problem, but uh, from the uh, United States military uh, decontamination biological warfare manuals, which I am quoting at this point, take the money, lay it out flat in your microwave, really? uh, t- take a, uh, um, a paper towel or a napkin, Take a few drops of a, of a weak bleach solution, put it on top of the money or in the microwave, turn it on for bursts of about five seconds. And uh, the steam and the chlorine gas will be vaporized. And when you pull the money out, you give it a burst of about five seconds. I'd be careful with a $100 bill yeah. because there's some metallic... Yeah. Uh, printing on it, but I've used all of them and haven't had a problem at this point. And that microwave oven will sterilize anything. 
That's a, that's a, okay. something we don't even think about. It's a pretty, pretty good idea. You'll find out pretty quickly. Yes, you will. And you can put clothes. You can put paper. You can put nearly... By the way, the military uses microwave ovens and Clorox uh, solutions to uh, disinfect anything, especially things that you can't, aren't flat surface, hard surfaces. So there, there's a way to do all of these things if people begin to think about it. Well, that's, you know, that's great food for thought, and, and especially, I mean, it, it lends new credence to the uh, old phrase, filthy lucre, but I can tell you, I, di- I didn't even think about sterilizing the money that I carry in my wallet. And, Fortunately, today, one of the good things is we're uh, turning more and more to a cashless society, a lot of credit cards. And there are ways to keep your credit card clean. I can tell you this. Most places you go anymore, they don't make you hand them your credit card anymore. It's basically you stick it in a slot or you slide it through their little slider there. And so uh, fortunately, uh, we are able to keep our credit cards cleaner. And uh, you know what? Somebody just handed me uh, earlier today a, a, a hand sanitizer on a carabiner that I can wear now and carry dang it from my belt, belt loop, and I'll always have hand sanitizer with me, and we have Clorox bleach wipes in the studio, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, great, great uh, advice today. Thank you, Seth, for the phone call. Let's take a very quick break. When we come back, Zach Renstrom from the Washington County Water Conservancy District will be here, and we'll talk about the fact that, hey, folks, your water is safe. We'll be right back. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant and his best his specialty is customer service. In fact, he's gone online and he said, please rate me, uh, rate your experience with me uh, on the social, socialsurvey.me website and he averages 4.91 out of 5 stars. Incredible reviews, including uh, this one is from uh, Virginia. She said, Joe and Sue's team are honestly the best. They work tirelessly to find the right loan for my clients and get them to the finish line. 5 stars. Here's another 5 star this one's from Catherine. said joe uh, joe shoney always takes good care of my clients he gets the job done a plus and five stars and one more this is a uh, cory said joe and his team are great i love the notifications received at each step of the loan home loan fa- funded faster than i ever expected again get a hold of joe today 435-590-6300 is the phone number the email joe.shoney s-c-h-o-n-e-y at n-a-f-i-n-c.com These are strange times indeed, and uh, normally Zach Renstrom's on for just about a whole show, and uh, today I said, Zach, I need you to come a little bit later because we've everybody wants to talk about coronavirus, but Zach, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. Zach is the head of the Washington County Water Conservancy District, took over the job for uh, Ron Thompson at the start of the year, correct? Correct. And uh, no pressure, but uh, Ron's a living legend, and you just have to live up to a living legend. That's all, Zach. <laughs> it's always tough to follow a legend, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was good to have these restaurant owners in on the show today. Uh, there are so many more. In fact, the Chamber of Commerce has put together a webpage. It's called, uh, it's, you can just go to stgeorgechamber.com. It lists almost 200 restaurants in the area. Their hours, whether they're open or not, whether they take, whether they do delivery, takeout, etc., and uh, and uh, I think it's a good service that St. George Chamber put together. I've actually ordered off of their little spreadsheet they put together uh, several times now, and uh, I'm a big proponent in please support local. I I think it's a great what they're doing. Commend them for what they're doing. Now, Zach, uh, a lot of folks are worried about so many things. They were worried about germs. If you buy takeout, they're worried about uh, being anywhere close to anyone, being in the same room with people. And I've heard people say, I'm worried about drinking the water. 
And that's one thing I can assure the public is the water is safe. Um, our treatment system is, is uh, state-of-the-art. And even before this thing came, I mean, the coronavirus is a virus that causes the common cold and everything. And so our water system was set up for the, for these type of pathogens. Hmm. And so people should rest assured that their water is safe. Um, it's, it's being effectively treated, and they can drink the tap water. I drink the tap water. My kids drink the tap water. And so that's one thing that they do not have to worry about. I've got some right here. There you go. My bottle. So uh, is... Uh, have you heard a lot of concern? Are people coming up to you and saying, man, I, I just don't know, man. I, I, you know I'm worried about this. Well, yes. And where we've noticed is, is they go to the store and they see how the bottled water got missing or mm-hmm. purchased. And so it makes them nervous about, well, maybe there is something up with the water. And I can assure them that there's nothing wrong with the water. We have a great water. So, in fact, right now we're sitting in a really good position in the sense that our reservoirs are essentially full. Hmm. Um and even with that, with our reservoirs being full, we actually have a really good snowpack right now. We're about 120% wow. of an average snowpack. And so not only are the reservoirs full, we're sitting on top of it. We have a good snowpack to, to keep it coming for the rest of this year. And our, our treatment system is state-of-the-art and can easily handle this. I mean, even, even in the event that somebody sneezed in the water, you know, right before we went to the, the treatment plant, um, our, our treatment system would easily kill it. Hmm. That's that's actually comforting to know. That's that's good news, uh, because I, I like I said, there, there's all kinds of myths out there, and we could talk about some of those on the show today. Eating garlic, for instance, is one of those things that's going to keep you from getting it, which is a, a totally well, ridiculous. But if you eat garlic, though, it would help with the social distance. That's true. Nobody's going to want to be around you. Good point, Zach. <laughs> maybe that's why it's, they say yeah, maybe, it's good. maybe that's why it works. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, will you talk about for a minute the relationship of? Uh, I live in a neighborhood. I live in Middleton now. Just moved this, mm-hmm. this past summer. We have a big water tank in Middleton. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're very familiar yeah, with it. What is the relationship of these water tanks? When you're talking about snowpack and you're talking about water table and you're talking about reservoirs, you don't really talk about water tanks. What's the relationship there with with our uh, water table? So with the water tank, that water that's stored in those tanks, that's usually only in those tanks for maybe a day. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And so the water in those tanks are kind of made for designed for the peak flow so what we've noticed in our area here is about four o'clock in the morning when people's sprinklers start kicking on and and people start showering and getting ready for the day there's a large demand on our system and it's called peak day demand really at that early huh? yeah and it kicks in from about four o'clock in the, and and it goes to about 10 o'clock and so at that time there's just a large consumption of water and so those tanks are basically to store water for those periods of time they also are very, very good for a fire flow situation. So, you know, if a fire breaks out, uh, a fire truck can pump up to 2,000 gallons per minute, and they just consume a lot of water. And so those tanks hold that water in there. And so when we're designing a water tank, we talk about peak day demand, fire flow situation, and, we, and that's kind of how we design those tanks. So a water tank is, is only really for a very short duration of time. It's a temporary thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, where the, the long term really comes from is our reservoirs and our water treatment plant and, and the, low, the wells kind of lo- located around the area. And so we basically take the water out, out of our reservoirs. We, we treat it, send it through that very sophisticated process I was talking about before, treat it, mm-hmm. and then distribute that all the way from – we go all the way from Ivan's to up, uh, basically all the way up to Laverkin, and we, and we can kind of distribute water all over the, the, that area wherever it's needed. 
By the way, if, if you have a question for Zach at 673-5890 or for me, or if you just want to talk about uh, your restaurant or other restaurants that are trying to stay alive during this busy time, 673-5890 is the phone number. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Zach, how has uh, – you're, you're a boss. Yeah. You, you have employees, basically. Uh, have you had to make some changes to the way you employ people at, at the Washington County Water Conservancy District considering what's going on in the world? Yes. So what we're doing right now is we, we are truly considered an essential uh, product. We, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. We need water. We need water. We need to make sure we can wash our hands. We need to be able to take showers and flush toilets and all that stuff. And so what we've done is our in, with this situation, we, we always analyze it. And we had a pandemic plan in place already. Wow. And we, and we okay. took that off the shelf soon, and we just want to say, okay, with this situation – and. And our main thing that we want to do is keep our employees safe because I have to have employees that go to the water treatment plant and make sure that thing's running and, and taking right. the water samples and, and adding the, you know, the chemicals that need to be added. So our thing is to keep our employees just healthy. And so we've gone with what's called, a lot of times people are referring to as a, a soft close, meaning we don't let anybody inside our building right now. Um, they can call. And, and still talk to our staff. They can email at us and, and still interact with us, but, like, we won't let somebody come through our doors. We've also asked our staff to be very, very careful. So even before the governor had asked, you know, you know limiting crowds to 10 people, um, we asked our staff to, to do that before the governor's office because we're very sensitive of that. And then mm-hmm. we just monitor their health very close. Um, and then we're just kind of following the other recommendations that the CDC's put out and also the other recommendations that we've received from the, the health department about uh, keeping our staff healthy. And so if we have anybody that's exhibiting any type of symptoms, we tell them not to even come into the office. Just call us. Don't come in until you're cleared. And so we're doing a lot of things like that to keep the other employees healthy. A lot of businesses have gone to work from home. Is that a feasib- feasible for you guys at all? So certain people or certain staff members, we can do that. But, you know, we have to have somebody um, at the water treatment plant. We, we can't get away from that. Right. Um, even though our, our, our water treatment plant is ran through what's called SCADA, and it's all monitored, and we have these big computer systems taking samples all the time, monitoring and all that, you still just need a physical human being in that entire mm-hmm. process if something happens. And so, like with those individuals, they can't work from home. They have to show up to the water plant. So we've kind of gone through and evaluated certain uh, individuals, you know, what options they may have, and, and then we just try to work with them. You, um, you were going to say something else? Well, and, but I, I just want to say that when we hire people, we talk to them about this. We say to them, and, and i got to give a lot of credit to our staff, uh, if Christmas Eve happens and there's an incident, they leave their families and come t- and, and respond to these things. It's one of those things that we can never not be on call or not sure. be able to provide water. So I've got a, a really dedicated staff that they understand that they may have during a, a, a different emergency they may have to leave their family to respond to an incident somewhere else, and that's kind of what I've seen with this latest response. Now, I wanted to ask you as a boss, and, and I, I'm not really—I mean, I've got a couple of people that answer to me, but for the most part, I'm not really a boss of a big big company, uh, but there's an interesting relationship when you talk about calling in sick uh, uh, before coronavirus. Uh, 
I, I felt like in the business world, generally speaking, you came to work even if you were a little bit sick anyway. You just you just toughed it out. I mean, that's kind of the way I lived my life and, and my wife. You know, my wife has like a thousand hours of sick time because she never takes a sick day. But uh, has that attitude changed with bosses or maybe am I wrong in the first place? What do you think? No, I think you're right. I think most people, especially I, I find our community, that the, we are people here that want to work hard. Mm-hmm. And I found that for the most case. And so I've told the staff, at least my staff, I was like, if you feel like you have the symptoms, you know, work, give me a call. Let's talk about it. You know, um, you have sick leave or we call it time, personal time off. I was like, you know, go PTO, ahead. Yeah. PTO, yeah. I says, let's, let's, this is why we, we have it. And so even it's kind of changed because I've now asked them, even if you think you're being sick, don't come in the office. Mm. You know, wait, wait four hours if it was just, you know, something else and you're feeling better or whatever, then let's talk again. But yeah, it's kind of changed a little bit that where I'm asking them. Yeah. Even if you think you're sick, don't come in where before I'd say, yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be <laughs> come, in, come in and get it done. Cause I'm kind of the same way. If you know, you kind of go to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what but, you do. Yeah. But on this one, I, I, I have asked them not to do that. Well, better certainly in this time uh, to err on the side of caution when it, when it comes to something like that. It might be allergies. I don't know. Is it allergy season? It's soon it will be. No. And, uh, and Yeah. So I have allergies. And so usually, you know, if I wake up and I have, you know, a stuffy nose, it's usually 99.9% of the time I have allergies. Where now I'm telling people, hey, I don't want to know the word. I think it's this. You need to say, yeah, be more cautious. I know it is. Yeah, yeah and, good and point. My staff has been really good about that. Now you have uh, you have kids, right? How, uh, how old are they? So uh, I have two teen, well, three teenagers. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I I often per- joke about pretty good for a guy who's twenty nine years old. <laughs> well, you look twenty nine anyway. Well, I'm I'm older than that. <laughs> uh, I often joke that the biggest threat to my children's health during this crisis is staying at home in lockdown situations with uh, with each other for four weeks because yeah. they think they might kill each other. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, how are they dealing with uh, Maybe not specific, specific, specifically your children, but how, are, how do you think kids are dealing with it in general? I can tell you in my house it's it's a real challenge right now. You know, it is a challenge, and, and you know, I like I have a senior right now, and, and she's trying to figure out a few things. She had plans to go visit some campuses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all that's been shut down, and, and there's a lot of things in limbo and so it is tough for him and i i I feel bad for him but i tell him you know it's a tough situation it is but buck up and and we got to deal with it because there's no other way to do it and and fortunately i've got three really great kids that they understand the situation and and i try to at least as a parent try to share with them about how important it is because they'll hear things like it doesn't really affect young people and so they want to go out or do things. I'm invincible. I'm yeah. invincible. But I, and I tell them, yeah, you might be, but if you get sick and bring it home and you get grandma sick. And, and so once I talk to them about those things, at least my, I'm fortunate because with my kids, they've responded really well to that. And that you actually stole my, my next question was, have you talked about them? Have you had to have a, a kind of a serious sit-down conversation with your kids? I have. And my wife and I always try to be very open with our kids and tell them just – flat out what's up and and you know i've i've talked to my kids um and saying hey if there's a situation let's say if there's an earthquake um i'm out the door i'm not going to stay here at the house i'm out the door because i need to go respond because i need to make sure the the drinking water is available and so i I guess i've had that discussion with my kids that if there is a a community situation or a natural disaster you need to know that i'm going to be out the door and i'm going to rely on you you kids to help your mother and to work together as a team and Mm. so 
I, I think they were a little bit prepared for that. And, and so when this came, they, they kind of say, oh, yeah, dad, ha dad has to go to work. We understand that. We'll be here. And the thing that I've asked my kids, I was like, listen, I, I can't have you guys fighting. I can't be at work dealing with something and get a phone call that I've got two boys in a fist fight. Yeah. And because they're teenage boys. Uh, and, you know, they've actually been really good. I've been fortunate. I have two daughters left at home, and they don't get in fist fights. They just get in uh, moods. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of silent treatment and, and bickering going on. I, I know what you're talking about. But uh, all right, well, uh, I had another question all queued up, and then you got me thinking about my kids, and <laughs> they're probably fighting right now if they're awake. Uh, but uh, yeah, so oh, I remember the question now. Let's let's go. There are some models out there that say this is going to be a lot worse than we even understand. Uh, say 60% of the population, which means 60% of your staff gets gets coronavirus. Uh, can you operate at 40%? Is it realistic? It is. Now, I, I, I've gone to the staff and says, listen, there might be a situation we, we take four of you and just basically put you in the water treatment plant and say don't come out. Hmm. You are sequestered in there. You cannot leave. You cannot interact with anybody We'll come and drop some food off at the gate. <laughs> and they understand that. Slide it under the door, huh? Yeah, they, they understand that what they're doing is such a service to the public that they understand that that water treatment plant, no matter what happens, has to keep working. Hmm. And it's going to stay in line. And so we, we have talked about all the different scenarios that could happen. And, you know, one of them is we just take a couple employees and say, basically, you're going to be at the water treatment plant for the next four weeks. You won't see your family. You won't be out of it. Now, I don't. I, I'm more optimistic than that. I always prepare for the worst, and I hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the situation. And so, uh, if it, if something else came along, we're prepared for it. Have you bought some cots or something for them to sleep on if that happens? They'll be okay. <laughs> I won't give okay. the details, but they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Air, air mattresses, maybe, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, we've got only got about three minutes left, Zach. Maybe, again, if you can just reiterate uh, the fact that uh, the situation with the water is really actually a very good situation. It is. Uh, like I said before, the, the, when I first started talking, um, our, the water is safe. Um, we have an extremely sophisticated uh, water treatment plant in place. Uh, our reservoirs are full. We're sitting on a great snowpack right now, 120% right now, as is this morning. And our, our, the system that we have in place easily treats the coronavirus. It, it kills it. It's been no problem at all. And it, and it was designed for, to treat viruses. So mm -hmm. even if there were other viruses out there, our water treatment system easily kills that. And so it's if, safe. And if a uh, worst-case scenario happens, it will not shut down. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going. I can tell you that the, even, let's say, a different situation comes through, the main question that the emergency operations center will ask at the county level or any level is what's going on with the water treatment plant and and all the resources will go to keep that going because we have to have clean reliable water my staff understands that i understand that and we will do everything that we can and what's fortunate is that emergency responders understand that we need to keep that going and, and so we have plans this this situation with the coronavirus we we've got it handled it, it's safe. But even if there's something else that comes on, I want the public to feel sure that we, we discuss these things, we, we have plans to respond to them, and, and we will be there. We have just enough time to take a quick phone call. Caller, you're on with Andy and with Zach Renstrom. How are you? Good. Thank you. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, so the water treatment can handle and kill the coronavirus. Uh, how come we're struggling then for people to have a treatment? So why can't we apply those same concepts? Um, 
I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Yeah, basically he's saying if we can treat the water so it's coronavirus-free, why can't we treat people so they're oh. coronavirus-free? So I don't know because I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> um, I, I can explain to them that the chemistry behind of what we're doing. Um, so we add a couple chemicals. Like one of the things we use is chlorine in the water treatment plant. Chlorine is an amazing chemical. Um, it does a great job disinfecting things and, and, and killing those viruses. But yet, if you drink that, it would kill you. Yeah. Or if you even, like the guy that tried to drink the uh, fish tank yeah. cleaner yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, when it comes to the medical st- standpoint, I'm not sure how that would work in the human body. Um, but on our side, in treating the water, it's uh, the chlorine works very effectively. But when we work with our chlorine, we have to be very careful with our staff that they don't get exposed to too much because it could kill them. Hmm. Be careful. Well, I, it, it's good to hear you kind of with a voice of reason to come here and say, look, everything's okay with the water. We're going to be fine. I mean, I always, you know, I go to someone's house and if the, the guy who cooked the food or the lady that cooked the food isn't eating her own food, I worry. <laughs> you cook your own water and you drink your own water. Yes. And I like to hear that. And, and my staff does the same thing. Awesome. Awesome. Zach, we're out of time. Thanks hey, for coming in thank today. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Zach Renstrom from the Washington Water Conservancy District. The water is safe. You don't need to buy bottled water, folks. We're going to be okay. Time for news. Open Line Friday is tomorrow.